Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Recovering the Ancient Path. I'm your host, Gabriel Perez, and in this episode, I'd like to talk about the masculine journey. Coming to you live from my car during a break in work, and um, so don't know how exactly this is going to sound. Um, Probably not the best audio, but I just want to, I felt the other day I was running. Um, For me, running seems to be a place where the Lord speaks to me, where he encourages me, uh, gives me ideas. And then I'm also left to discern those ideas, if it's a good idea or a bad idea. But it almost, when I was thinking of this podcast, it was almost like chapter one masculine journey and because I started this podcast and I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to go or what you know I had some ideas but he just gave me that so here I am just saying okay well let's talk about this masculine journey because so much pops into my mind when I think about it I think in culture today there's a big there's a big uh Let's see, how can I say? How can I say this? Um, well, there's just so many takes on masculinity. There's there's masculinity. There's toxic masculinity. There's attacks on masculinity now because there's so many uh, just narratives of what it should look like or that men shouldn't be masculine or, you know, even saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't raise our kids our our boys to be masculine we need to take that out of them you know these parts of a of what make us what make boys men and what make men men um masculinity is needed but there's also a very unhealthy aspect to it and i've had a journey through it um growing up i felt that to be a man meant putting your emotions aside, not crying, um, you know, providing for your family, uh, being able to protect your family, being able to have lots of sex. I mean, that, that you know, there's so many things that, that tie into what we think masculinity is, and it's different for all of us. And so all of that just plays a role into what we do. You know, our, our jobs, we find like, you know, identity in our jobs, but it's also like what we, you know, kind of fall back onto. Like, I guess you would say, um, I don't know how I would connect that now that I think about it. I think jobs is more of an identity issue and validation so there's another chapter two maybe (laughs) or episode two but the question is how do you view masculinity what part does it play in your life what have you found yourself trying to do to be masculine and is that even the goal is the goal to be masculine masculine like that's what i'm striving to be a masculine man because 
think it could also be a very unhealthy goal if, if we look at it in those light as something to attain. And so I've kind of rested that it's not something to attain, but it's something to walk in. It's something to, um, I don't want to say practice, but I guess the best term is to walk in. Something we, we come into. And to try and claim it, I think, is takes it out. Because then we're putting this pressure, we're putting these tangible things on being masculine. Oh, I work out, I'm masculine. Oh, I'm buff, I'm masculine. Oh, I go hunting, I'm masculine. Oh, I own a gun, I'm masculine. There's all these things we can say. And I think these are good. None of these things are wrong. But it's the backing of it. It's always... It's always where you got to look back into your heart and say, okay, well, where is the source of this? Is this something that is like, like owning a gun? Am I owning a gun to say like I'm masculine? I own a gun. I have the right to bear arms. Or are you coming at it like I own a gun because I want to be able to protect my family if there's an emergency situation? I want to be able to, um, to know and operate this, this weapon that I don't want to use, but if I need to use it, I can. You know, there's a difference. Or I want to hunt because that's cool. It's masculine. It's like, well, do you want to hunt because you want to be able to prove that you can kill something and do all this stuff? Or do you want to hunt so you can experience the 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 emotion, the impact, the 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 movement of God and, and the experience and and foraging for food for your family and you know going back to this ancient tradition of how we used to have to get food you know there's there's a difference and so looking into the source of why you're doing what you're doing for me I always grew up trying to be a man I thought I had to be super tough I had to be able to beat the person next to me I had to be able to win in a fight. I have to be able to not show emotion. And all these things always led me to competing. And, you know, people don't know I'm competing, but I'm really competing. I'm trying to be better than them. I'm trying to outdo them. And, you know, just comparing. That Then therein lies the trap. Because now I'm comparing people. I'm comparing others' masculinity to my own to validate if I'm a man or not. And sure enough, there are many men who are going to dwarf me in all of these things. There's going to be a lot of guys who are stronger than me, a lot of guys who are faster than me, a lot of guys who can play better at football than me, a lot of guys who can beat me up. And then there goes my masculinity. There goes my strength. You know, you can think in high school that there's the pressure to... to have sex you know that pressure to be cool like all your other friends where they're having sex and you want to be like you want to be able to claim that that belt and it puts an unhealthy thing on that because then you find masculinity is is in sex you know if you can have sex you're a man and that one's a struggle it's a struggle for me now because you know I, I think growing up I was exposed to to porn at a very early age um, 
and just seeing that you know others go before me who are having sex and you know just thinking that that is the way that's a way to show that you're a man and that's an, another area that you know, I think people use that if, if, you, if you're not married or if you're married too actually you can use that as a way to define like I'm masculine because I was able to have sex and make love to my wife and please her and that becomes a source so what is it what is it that you think defined you as a man questions we got to ask questions of a source we got to get down to to really understand and it's it's covered in wounds it's covered in there's so many barriers to it and when I joined the Iron Council my goal was like I don't feel like a man right now I don't feel like a man I don't feel like I'm protecting my family well. I don't think I'm presiding, I'm providing well. Like all these areas where I wasn't feeling like a man. And you know, it was good because it helped me to kind of get an idea, to focus, to learn from others. There was a lot of great things that happened in the Iron Council, but then there's things within myself, not because of the Iron Council, but within myself that I realized, okay, now this is coming from a source of me trying to prove I'm a man. It's no longer me learning and growing and trying to be better. It became a source of me like, I'm a man because I'm doing 75 hard now. And I'm going to show you guys that I can do it. You know, and it's, and it's I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And sharing, what, sharing all these breakthroughs you're having, but are you sharing the breakthroughs to validate yourself, to prove your manliness to other men? Or are you doing it to lift others up? And I think... It's needed. People need to hear your story. People need to hear where you're at. But you got to look back to the source again. You got to look back to why am I doing this? And our children. How do we put this on our children? Are we putting children into this? Our, and when I say children, right now I'm talking about our, our boys. Are we putting this, this veil of what it means to be masculine? Um, a big thing is, is I, I, I'm still struggling to cry and be all right with crying because it's because men don't cry. Right. And putting that on my son, like, why are you crying? You don't need to cry because in my mind, it's like, he's not going to be a man if he's going to, if he can't cry. And I just read the book, cry like a man by Jason Wilson. Um, great book. It's a memoir. But it's about his journey to to begin to cry and just how we hold that in, how we feel like we need to be men and and not show emotion. And and the whole point was how it's needed. He needed these moments to to break down and, and cry and lose it to really to begin to understand his emotion and then to be able to not control his emotions, but work through them. He's got this powerful video of a little boy, not a little boy, he's probably like 12, at his martial arts studio where he's trying to break through uh, a board. And he's crying because it's with his left hand and it's hard. But, you know, he, he asked him, he's like, he's like, what's happening? He's, he's like, 
I don't think I can do it. And he's, he's, he's clearly struggling and he's feeling frustrated. He's crying. He's like, it's okay. You can cry here. He allowed him that moment. And he was like, it's okay to cry here. It's, great. it's good to know what this feeling is so that also when it comes around again, you know how to work through it. And that's the barrier. We need to be able to work through these things. And so kind of running off on a tangent, but you know, I'm putting that veil that my son can't cry. My son can't express his feelings because that's what I'm deeming as masculine. And so another topic I want to touch on is toxic masculinity. And I think we're seeing this so much in our culture now. One, because we're in a digital age where men can say what they want without receiving repercussions. And then also because it's, it's almost validated. It almost works to a degree. Um, you know, men can be like, just say what you want, be who you are. And, and if they're offended, they're offended. And you know, we live in a culture where everyone's offended. But we also need to have a heart to be able to say, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, like if you're, if you're so bent with being who you are and saying what's on your mind and saying what, what needs to be said without the conscience of, okay, did I hurt somebody in this? Did I, did I do this? Then you're failing to also take accountability um, of how you treated somebody or how you could hurt somebody. And I think of like, um, I'm going to quote because it's fresh in my mind, Jason Wilson. I just listened to, to the podcast he did with Ryan Mickler on Order of Man. It's like the lion and the lamb. We think as men, we need to be lions all the time. And we need to be on. Like, we need to tell people they disrespected us. We need to tell people they're wrong. We need to tell people this. But he says there needs to be a lion and the lamb mentality. Where we can also, you know, be soft, be understanding. And not soft like you're broken. Not soft like you're letting people walk all over you. But there's a, there's a difference. You know, like, the way he describes it too is the lion... He comes out when he needs to protect his, fam- his, his, his family, his tribe. He comes out when he needs to do battle with someone who's threatening his whole, uh, I don't know what you call, a lot, the pack. I think you call it a pack or is that just a wolf pack? But when his, I keep on saying herd, but that's not. When his pack, so I'm just going to say pack. Anyways, when they're threatened, the lion comes out. When it's time for him to move and act, the lion comes out. But... That's maybe like five hours a day. For the other 20 hours, the lion's sleeping. And so sometimes we need to allow that. You know, if someone if someone is disrespecting you, like he's, he said, you can approach that person right then. Say, hey man, I, I don't appreciate that. Did I, did I hear you wrong? Are you disrespecting me? And, I, and I've been thinking about that because there's sometimes when I feel disrespected, I feel my response needs to be like, I need to stand up and say something. Or I need to do that. And there's times for it, yes. And that should be what we do. Stand up and when, if you're disrespected, clear the air. Find out what's going on. If it And if it bothers you, you know, yes, speak up. But then there's times when, you know, 
If it, is it really a big deal? Do we need to come out and be a lion? You know, do we need to, do people need, really need to know our thoughts on everything? Do we need to put people in their place just to show that we're men? No. You know, there's the other flip side to it. You know, sometimes I think you go on Instagram or Facebook and there's just so many, so many people just going through airing all this stuff and you disagree with it and you're like, I got to say something to them. But the point is you really don't. Because is it threatening you? Is it threatening your family? Is it threatening, you know, and there's a time to stand. Don't get me wrong. We're in a time where we're going to, we're, you're going to have to take a stand. But once again, it's coming from the source. What is the source of it? Am I doing it to, to stand my ground and protect my, my family? Or am I doing it just to put someone in their place and show my power? Show my strength. Show them that I can do this. And then you get into this toxic masculinity. And, and it's such a fine line sometimes. And we have to understand when we're crossing that line, but also when we're not coming to the line. Because we need to come to the line. We need to take stances. You know, there, there is, you know, boys have energy. Boys like to fight. Boys like to shoot things. You know, it's in our nature. It's, it's, it's what makes us men. And it's also, you know, aggression. Like, we naturally have more aggression. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's got to be aggression under control. We don't want men in war being told that you can't be aggressive. Because we're in war. We don't want police officers going out to the field and saying, you know, if there's a crime... Yeah, you got to have aggression. You got to be able to overcome the fear. You got to be able to to act, but it's got to be aggression under control. Can't be just something we let go and we're wildly just, we're just madmen. No, it's something to control. It's something to subdue, but not subdue. That's the wrong word, to control. We have to have it under control. Our strength under control. And if you're going to look at true masculinity we have to take it back to Jesus what did it mean how would it how did it describe Jesus strength under control he was meek that's what meek means and it's like Jesus could have taken out all those people when he was on the cross he could have called down a whole army of angels but he didn't he had his strength under control instead he instead he he trusted in the father he trusted in the strength that his father gives and that's another thing we got to come to is trusting in our father to guide us to provide us to also be our strength when i think of of strength i think of lion king you know like we have a roar like simba wanted to prove that he was strong he was a man and he's you know when he's the hyena's corner him he does his little growl it's like a little growl it's like but then he goes again, but then this time his father's behind him. So his strength is, his roar is aligned with his father's strength and it's so much louder. And so as we as men have to align our strength with God, God the Father, align how he wants us to show up, how he wants us to act. And that's so important in this journey. 
because sometimes we're just we're shooting from the hip without without walking with God in this journey of masculinity. So Jesus, back to Jesus. There are many times he talks to people. He could put them down. He could show them exactly what they're wrong, but he chooses to walk with them through it. He doesn't have to just tell them, you're wrong. You did this. This is what, this is what you should have done. He does it in a more, in a more personal way where he asks questions. He, he comes to an understanding with them so that they can see that. And then they are in turn strengthened by his strength. And I think that's the goal of masculinity is not that we prove our strength and we show our strength, but that we strengthen others with the strength we have, with the strength God has given us, with the strength the Father has provided. And so as I'm unpacking this, it's, it's kind of coming to life for me. It's kind of bringing it back to me because I'm constantly in battle with this, constantly in battle of trying to prove my masculinity. And if it's not coming from God, if I'm not aligning my strength for him, with him, if I'm not allowing my strength to help and lift others up, then where is it really coming from? And what is its purpose? So, I hope uh, that helps. I hope it just helps you in your own journey as you understand as you go through what's going on and what it means to be masculine. All right. Thank you guys. Talk soon.